to start all over? <laughs> no, I just uh... Why well, I'm Lance and I'm Mike and I'm putting on the headphones for another episode of just these guys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> these guys. Now I got a question for you. Yes, sir. We've been in here for just a little bit chatting it up. And I've been casually drinking this cup of coffee that there's something different about it. Now I got to ask you, there's there's a coagulant. A coagulant? Yeah, in this coffee. You're talking about the floaties? Well, what is that? that <laughs> I'm, I'm not just drinking this coffee, I'm eating this coffee. There's nothing new. What? Uh, I was just in a hurry this morning. Um, <laughs> I, I ran out of the cappuccino frappa wappa whatever's and i had ordered a salted caramel for you but it wasn't a cappuccino salted caramel it was just a coffee with a salted caramel flavor so i added your favorite condensed milk <laughs> yeah and instead of creamer that's a, a protein drink <laughs> and it doesn't doesn't blend well well so what you're pour. telling me is have you had all this yourself or are you just experimenting on me both yeah <laughs> that's what i thought i eat it all separately i have the coffee just coffee and then i'll you know stick a spoon in and get a big chunk of that yeah that uh, condensed milk and eat it it's just straight and oh. the protein shake i put in some water and just chug it so this is exactly what this reminds me of my daughter uh, Savannah, she, when she was a little kid, sure. she would prefer every day, she would prefer cooking channel shows over cartoons. From the time she has been old enough to watch TV, she has watched cooking shows. And she would then go into the kitchen and she would start making stuff. <laughs> well, she would go to the refrigerator, the cabinets, everything. And she would just take whatever she could find. She would put it in a bowl or put it in a cup, and she would mix it all up, and she always called it poupée souffle. That's what she called it every single time. What are you making? Poupée souffle. And that's what this is. That's what this is. <laughs> poupée souffle caffeinated. Bobby souffle poupée. <laughs> well, so... Listen, it still tastes good. It's just a little, the coagulation was a little alarming. Then so there's I thought whipped I would cream ask. in there too. So There's no cream? Whipped cream. Whipped cream. Whipped See, poupée souffle <laughs> all day. <laughs> I just didn't have time to blend up the. See, because I came in here. See, did you notice I just chewed right there after <laughs> I took that drink? Um, I came in telling myself, I have to make sure that I thank Lance for the effort. Every week you have a fine cup of coffee waiting for me <laughs> on top of everything else that you have Until to do to get today. this thing ready and then i thought well this is going to be hard for me to keep a straight face <laughs> <laughs> and thank him at the same time no Lance, it doesn't it tastes fine it tastes way better than it used to for years <laughs> but yeah so a little it is definitely poupe souffle different but hey mm. well no what i've decided is the next time i actually get to the store i am buying uh, uh, chocolate milk. Say, look at that. I know. I eat it every day. <laughs> but Take but your not in your coffee, right? Wipe the rim, and then you got, you know. That's that's the protein see, powder. Yeah, that's protein powder. That's that's good for you. I'll put air in your chest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I've never had hair on my chest. <laughs> well, so, now. Wow. That's See, what took. didn't you always want it? I don't know. Not now. <laughs> I used to. Not now. <laughs> now I'm like, want to pop up. <laughs> Pluck. <laughs> <laughs> that old man eyebrow because it ain't coming in that's why i always went to movie stars and they're you know close up on the screen and they're making billions of dollars a year and they got that crazy eyebrow I'm like yep buy one, a one dollar pair of tweezers dude or a big old hair coming out their left nostril <laughs> it's like come on who's taking care of you 4k is killing the movie industry now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so true is that a hair in his ear <laughs> Well, what important is going on in your world? Uh, we'll start off with a pro tip today. A pro tip? Yes, a pro tip as I choke here. <clears throat> Real quick, while we're being thankful, let's sure. just thank everybody who is continuing to stick with us and hang out in the conversation. And I really appreciate the feedback that I've been getting. People just randomly coming up and saying that they're enjoying the podcast. And I just have to admit, that uh, sometimes I'm still taken aback a little bit that someone be, would be that interested in what <laughs> I've got to, what say. You got to say. Not, I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking for me, and it just it, it's helpful. So I really appreciate our listeners and the folks that are continuing to kind of stick with us and find something valuable here. So it, it's a uh, awesome. Yeah, it's aw. It's humbling. Very humbling uh, to stand here and just take our conversations that we've had for years right um over a cup of coffee a wonderful <laughs> cup of coffee every week yeah and, and now we're just recording them right and uh people are finding benefit yeah in in what we're what we're discussing so that's great yeah i mean it, i've added it to my list of potential retirement careers Really? That I'm just going to be a, a, I'm going to be a semi-professional, well, I'm going to be a part-time podcaster and a semi-professional tattoo artist. And I got another career that I'm getting ready to launch out. I'm going to do this one here fairly soon. And then you can get to your pro tip. No. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> this is a semi-pro tip. People are used to our ADD. Yeah, true. I'm going to become... A songwriter. You are? Yep. I'm going to start with this, the song that, that you and your buddy sent me. Sure. That I thought, this is this has got something here. Mm -hmm. But think about... Kind of a Glenn Campbell. Yeah, kind of, yeah absolutely. Yeah. If you don't hear Wichita Lineman, <laughs> someday you'll understand those of you that are listening out there. We'll put something together on this. But think about if we had started when we were young... Just simply sitting down and writing, and then we knew somebody that could play a little something sure. and put a song together. You have, so think about how many days we live. So if I'm 55 years old, I could do the math. That's a lot of days. But if I had taken even half of those days and just sat down and wrote, surely you could come up with one hit song. One. 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 That every time it was played, you got a dime. Now, maybe it's not a mega hit, <laughs> but you know how much it's it's still difficult, obviously. It's still really, really challenging to write a good song and good enough that other people think it's good. Good enough to get 
a bunch of folks listening to it. But that's the amazing amazing part about like American Idol and, and the voice and all this and, and, and the internet. How how much easier it is today to get your stuff out there and listen to and actually make a bit of a living off of it. I saw a headline the other day that a guy had written a song about Target. And it went to number one on the, on the charts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who is the guy and who's interested in buying a song about Target? Mm-hmm. So what's been rolling around in my head, I'm just kind of letting letting everybody in on this for a little behind the scenes. The song that's rolling around in my head is, is it's going to be titled something similar to thinking about what I'm thinking about. Hey, uh-huh. there we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, because you got to find something that's relative, something that everybody can connect to. And we're all thinkers, right? Sure. So thinking about what I'm thinking about, it's probably been written, but not exactly the way I'm going to write it. And so, and it's probably going to be country because every time I think about writing, I go into my Southern slang <laughs> and that's what I hear. So anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Just something else to put a little... It's a, a better way to spend time. Is it's gonna what it's gonna do is uh, it's also gonna force me to play the guitar more. Sure. And so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So stand up comedian, I got to do that at some point. Just country give it a shot. Country songwriter. Country songwriter. Now, what are the three elements to the perfect country and western song? Well, you gotta you gotta lose your dog. <laughs> you gotta have your truck stolen. And what's the third one? Pickups, trains, mama, <laughs> and dogs. Oh, yeah. Okay. As long as David that's Allen in there. Coe. Yeah. <laughs> David Allen Yeah. David Allen Coe. The day my yep. mama got mm-hmm. out of prison. <laughs> and I got drunk the next day. <laughs> All right. Pro before. Tip. Okay. Yep. They pay me not to sing. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify. That's, a, that's another good way to right now get paid. Trying to hit the button. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's great. Um, uh, a lot of the the songs that we listen to and like, they, they speak to us about mm-hmm. kind of where we're at in life at different points in life. And mm-hmm. so oftentimes, uh, you know, parents get mad at their kids about what they're listening to. And I kind of approach it the other way. I want to know what they're listening to. Sure. So I can then have some insight into them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a person who listens to you know, heavy metal, you know, versus uh, Britney Spears. They're two different personalities. So yeah, absolutely. something in those songs is speaking to them. And so it makes perfect sense to write a song that's <sighs> resonating with you because chances are it's something that uh, many people out there. Yeah. Well, you can, you can be a Swifty. <laughs> you can appreciate taylor swift you can love taylor swift but you really do have to appreciate what this young lady has done i mean people are nutso Mm -hmm. and it's all because she knows how to write songs about dudes that have broken up with her (laughs) and everybody have everybody connects to that (laughs) and so she's figured it out her career is over the moment she finds true (laughs) love true love will ruin her yeah so it's kind of a just a fun idea to to think about, and I got a buddy who is is a pretty darn good songwriter, 
There's a, so much that, I mean, you got to catch lightning in a bottle to write an actual hit song. There's so much that has to come together. But and it's fun. The journey might be a little fun. This is the first time I've ever seriously considered it. I don't know what it is about this freaking podcast <laughs> that when I stand up here and, and I talk about stuff, I feel like this is like I'm being outed or something. I'm outing myself. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try to sit down. And the thing is, what is what is legal for, can we come in here and do original stuff and not get shut down as far as music goes? Uh, as, as far long as, as it doesn't Spotify, sound. Spotify, uh, God, I don't, I don't, I haven't read the rules. I just had a conversation with them early on. I, I can check into that. Yeah. And here's the other thing, though. If you want that to be an element of this, um, we can just buy a license. Well, no, we can clip that out of the, the podcast part. But the whatever goes on YouTube is fair game. Mm. So. Well, we this is this is the audience that we're starting with. <laughs> These are the people that are going to buy the tickets. <laughs> They're going to buy the album, right. the one song album. <laughs> yeah, there's rules, and I don't know all the rules. Right, I don't know why there are rules, but yep. the, the reason why I think I think that makes it you know you can't attack me now. No, nope. people say that my opinion is like oh well you know, but we talked about it early on, and it's a reference to. Uh, something that Joyce Meyer had said that with this new way of thinking, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's about freedom of thought. And, and so you said a couple of weeks ago that all that junk that you used to think about does not occupy your mind anymore. Yep. So you've done some house cleaning up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And when, you know, certain situations rise up rather than going down the rabbit hole, or spending time in that arena, you're able to move forward beyond not even address those things. So it frees up your mind to think about what you want. Yep. And that's where a lot of these, you know, new career ideas are Stand-up comedian. Yeah, that's true. Semi-pro podcaster. And I love my career, by the way. I love, I think I have the best career possible out there that, you know, being a pastor, preacher. I love it. Gives me an opportunity to do this kind of stuff. Sure. And the ultimate, you know, working for the Lord. Um, but yeah, what you're talking about is what I'm experiencing personally are far fewer conversations in my mind that are, that are clogging everything up because they were negative conversations. And now I'm not even, those conversations aren't taking place. And so what's happening is more space is opening up for music, more space for what it is that I want to go after and what it is that, that I want to experience. It's just so crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody ought to write a book. <laughs> Somebody really ought to write a book. They ought to name it. 12-2. <laughs> Renew your mind. It'd make a good topic. It really would. Pro tip, we're going to get to this. And for the listening audience who thinks we have gongs in here, <laughs> that's not a gong. <laughs> that's Mike getting excited and he's pounding on the workbench here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was I doing that? Yeah, so no. he, he's emphasizing his points. He's not aware that he's doing it, but when I'm editing the audio, I am well, fully aware. Yeah. Of I can either clap. I need to have gloves on. <laughs> we'll get you a squishy. Keep them behind my back. No, the pro tip, uh, just 
simple things. That I, I never had a nice enough car or a new enough car to, uh, when I got this car, of course I bought it used, but it was a nice car. It was a really nice car. Mm-hmm. And in the trunk was a new um, air filter for the engine. He was the guy before me taking good care of it. And he had spare stuff that he'd tinker with, change the oil, do that kind of stuff. There That's was a great a sign. Spare air filter in the trunk and a spare in-cabin air filter. Mm. And I was I was very impressed. I'm there like, wow, are. I got a HEPA filter inside my car. That's great. You know how many people don't even know that that's even existent? And that's the pro tip. Yeah. The pro tip is change your in-cabin air filter now. And don't be freaked out by what you see. Oh, you ever, like, gone out to, you know, some redneck trailer park and gone to their window unit and pulled the back of it off and the, the <laughs> leaves and, and cotton uh, fuzz and, and termites and bugs that are all sucked into it? So you, you are you actually asking me if I've ever done that? Okay, I've done it. <laughs> I admit, we lived in a trailer for a while. Okay, so, I mean, no, I haven't I done that. I know about trailer but, parks. Yeah, but I can that, imagine. that window unit that hangs on the outside of your, you know, a house oh, or I something. Oh, I can picture it. Is never maintained. Sure. Because you're inside the house. Yeah. To go outside and clean anything out is a lot of effort, so you just don't go do it. Until hmm. it starts leaking water inside the house, and you're like, dang, man, I'm going to go check this out, see what's going on. That might be a little service thing. <laughs> Start another business. Well, I got a hair uh, Sunday. I did a million different things. I saw that filter laying on the cabinet. And I was like, you know, I'm going to change that. I pulled it out and it was just caked. The The old one was caked. And I had just had the car in to have it serviced and have them check. There was something going on with the air conditioner anyway. The relay had loosened up and backed out and they, they fixed it. GK Auto. Fix my air conditioner for no cost because there was lances, just a fuse of relays just kind of backed out. We just wiggled it back down, cleaned off the points, put it back in. We're not charging you for that. Great guys over there at GK Auto. Well, then when you're done, I got a question for George. Okay. So I pulled that filter out. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I've been breathing that. Oh, I know. And so, I mean, it's a little, it's not an option it's not a nicety. I put the new filter in, and man, the air conditioner blows great now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard, cold, clean. And you don't get that initial kind of funky smell right. that comes wafing at you. Yeah. And you're thinking, what the heck? Did something die in the dash? Yeah, you start looking under your seat. for. Yeah. No, it was the dang. So just a, a for a little additional direction with the pro tip where is this filter located (laughs) and why george do y'all not recommend that this be done i don't know that i've ever gone in and had someone at an auto place recommend that we've changed that they recommend the filter under the hood no if you're if you're working in in an auto store uh, i'm telling you right now your customers will thank you and pay you 50 bucks yeah to change that filter now Changing it yourself is not hard if you're a DIY person. It's really not. You open the glove box. There's a tray in the middle. You grab that tray. You pull it out. And right behind that tray is 
the end cabin air filter, press the two clips in word very tightly while pulling towards you. Mm -hmm. It slides out. You slide the new one in, snap it in place, put your glove box back together. And that's pretty much with Easy all peasy. models. All Honda, Acura. Yeah. Um, it's the same way. Yeah. it's They're pretty much all in the same place. Uh, I haven't torn a Chevy mm -hmm. apart yet, but. But yeah, it's the newer cars, they have this in-cabin air filter, and it's not just a, a bell and a whistle to ignore. It's uh, really not. You know, if you have a funk in your car, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and you turn the heater or air conditioner <laughs> on, you're like, man, mm -hmm. mice get up in my engine or something. Somebody didn't just take their sweaty shoes off. It's actually your filter. Right. No, check not even check the filter. Just change it. Cause yeah, I know, yeah. Unless you've changed it and in they're the last cheap. two years, change it. They're not that expensive. You can get them at O'Reilly's. Walmart. Quality Walmart. Amazon. Filter. If you're yeah. lazy like me, just pull it up on Amazon and be in your mailbox the next day. Yeah. Man, that's a great pro tip. It, 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 it's life-changing. I would it's not have little expected. little things in life. It really, is. it is. Once you change how you think and you start thinking positively. New filter. New mental filter. Hey, we got something going on here. Change the mental filter. Change Ooh. your car filter. No more funky thinking. But really, the, the little things in life become enjoyable. Yep. You know, it's it's like driving a brand new car now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, everybody, I got new air conditioning. This ah, smells great. Look at this. A brand new experience. Inviting friends into my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, sit down. <laughs> But truly, the, yeah, that's cool. The, when you make this shift, a, a whole new world opens up to you. The the lighting in the room changes, and you can see things. And uh, the you know, I, last week I gave you was it last week I gave you the tip about the the wristband. Last I week, think week it before, was, maybe. yeah, maybe the week before. And that's a that's a tried and true way of just kind of monitoring your thinking that. You're doing something physical as you change the thought process, which helps you kind of complete that exercise and, and re retrain your brain. But whenever you complain, change the wrist, change the wristband to the other wrist and say something you're thankful for or just say what you're really wanting in the first place. Mm -hmm. And my, I, I came up with a, a, a life changing idea app, million dollar idea. Because your phones now, they listen to you, right? They sure do. And if you uh, accidentally say those two words around your phone, which I'm not saying right now, hey, mm -hmm. then your phone lights up. So you're, you know, having a conversation with somebody and you say something that sounds similar to that and your phone's on the table and it goes, bing. Yes. Uh-huh. Seriously? So it's listening. So I thought, what if I created an app that listened for you to say don't oh. or not? And every time you said those words, your phone went burp, burp, burp. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as that idea came to my mind, man, I could charge $9.99 for that, put it in the app store, be a millionaire by next week. And then I thought... <laughs> Nobody's going to buy it. 
because it is a <laughs> constant reminder of your yeah. failure. They, right. They're going to listen to it. They have it on for a half an hour and then they're going to throw the phone out the window. I'll be getting lawsuits to replace phones. Yep. <laughs> but negative thinking. So, you know, well, I didn't want to upset them because I don't want to lose that job and I didn't want to go in there. I'm like, oh, thank good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's crazy though how you and how often you catch yourself doing that when you're aware of it and the more you uh, put into practice listening for it it yeah it's it's rampant yep for you guys out there listening right now who think you know this is silly i had a physician and we talked about this and he was getting mad at me as we talked about it because after I explained it, he said, well, I don't think. <laughs> Look at me like, you have the audacity to do that to me. You've done that he to said, me. Well, but it can't be. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at me like, you know, and after about three minutes, the the time came that we had to part. And he's like, he just kind of bit, bit his tongue and said, all right, Lance, I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah. <laughs> and he walked out. He came back the next week to see me. He didn't say a word for he three was, minutes. He was scared. <laughs> and I, I would ask him questions. How's your week been? He'd smile and nod his head. And he'd kind of look around the room a little bit. And I said, everything okay? He'd give me a good good chuckling nod. Yeah. Just nod. No, no words. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I, I let some silence just sit. He took a breath and he said, I'm not, I'm not talking because I can't think of how to say what I want to say without saying I can't or don't or, oh my God, I've worked on this all week. It is almost impossible. This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> a high, you know, he's been to... Uh, 12, 20 years of college, you know, saving people's lives every day. The hardest thing he's ever done is shift from negative to positive thinking. Yeah. Hmm. It is, it sounds simple, but take the challenge. Challenge yourself. Instead of saying don't want, say what you do want. Instead of saying what you can't do, say what you can do. Huge, huge impact. Yeah. Very difficult, but a huge positive impact on your life. We really, really, really are what we think. Because that's where it all starts. Speaking of who we are, mm -hmm. I wanted to share a thought I had with you yesterday. Um, and, you know, my brain's randomly firing on seven cylinders about half the time. Mm -hmm. But it came to me, you know, who are we? Who are we? What is our you know, identity? And um, there have been many different psychological theories about you know, personality development, who we are, how the brain works, and all of that. And I got to thinking about them. And, and some of them, like Freud, you know, is very, everything's kind of formed by the age of six. You're not even aware of it. It's just there's six stages of psychosexual development. And by the time you're actually able to think it's it's too late sure but erickson had 
created what is called a psychosocial model of development. It, it covers the entire lifespan. And after we've been talking for the past you know, few weeks about what we've been talking about with changing how you think, how it changes how you perceive and, and, and interact with the world, it changes what you want, um, it just brings so many changes to your life when you start changing how you think. I got to thinking about the difference between Erickson's worldly model you know, Paul said, do not be conformed to the ways of this world. Right. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And people, you know, well, that's, that's impossible. How could I ever come to see myself as perfect and holy and blameless? How could I ever put myself on the same plane in God's eyes as Jesus? How can that's No. You know, I'm just a lowly sinner saved by grace. Yeah. I don't deserve the sweat off his brow. But that's what Paul tasked us to do. Transform by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Go from this basically identity that you've had all your life and adopt the new identity. And it's a transformational process. So I was thinking about that in relation to Ericksonian psychology and a I'll share with you what I'm talking about because I'm sure it's unfamiliar to you. But Erickson had eight stages of development and um, from zero to 18 months, uh, there's a challenge that we all face and go through. And in Ericksonian's world, it's trust versus mistrust. And, you know, think about an infant having to, you know, be 100% cared for and nurtured. And if they go through that stage uh, successfully parents yep. love them care for them feed them yep change the poopy diaper yeah they come out of that with uh, a trait uh, uh, hope or hopeless mm -hmm. depending on how that stage goes uh, then there's autonomy versus shame which is age 18 months to three years and that's you know you're mastering the the uh, potty training, you're you know, getting language on board, learning to speak for yourself. And if you come through that with flying colors, then you come out of that with uh, a sense of independence. You know, you're separate from others. You're independent. You have a belief in the self. And then the next stage, three to five years, initiative versus guilt. Think about age three to five. Your, your feet are working. You're running around the house, tearing stuff up, you know going out in the backyard, building forts, climbing, and parents are pulling you back down. Uh, if you come out of that stage, well, the trait that you develop is purpose. Age three to five, you come away feeling you have purpose. And then they go on, uh, five to 12 is industry versus inferiority, and you're beginning school, and you know, a lot of things are beginning to happen for you outside the home, and neighbors playing with the kids, riding bikes. And if you come away well-developed in that area, you gain a sense of competence. Age 12 to 18, very appropriate for our times right now, identity 
versus inferiority. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, identity versus confusion. Identity versus identity confusion, age 12 to 18. And this is where we're trying to figure out how we fit into this world and who, you know, what peer group are we going to identify with? What music are we going to listen to? You know, who we are, are we developing our idea? And so you get, you know, 12 kids at school all dressing the same, but they're very different. <laughs> right. I'm my own man, but I wear my hat to the left. He wears his to the right. It's like 12 guys standing there and they all look like an Abercrombie commercial. They just have different... They're different, but they're the same. You know, yeah. we're developing our identity. Yeah. And if you come out of this stage, 12 to 18, 12 to 21, uh, successfully, you come away with a, a trait of fidelity. The ability to be faithful, commit mm -hmm. to things. Mm -hmm. uh, if you develop a strong identity, then you can be faithful and committed to other people, to purposes, to things beyond you. And then age 21 to 39, <laughs> a big swath of your life, uh, he said there was a stage of intimacy versus isolation, where if you find uh, intimacy, friends, uh, good relationships with family, a partner in life, then you come away with a trait of love. Hmm. Um, and then age 40 to 65 is um, generativity versus stagnation. So, you know, most people, by the time they get into their late 30s or 40s, they've settled into a career of some kind. They're working, you know, the end, tail end, uh, oftentimes, of raising kids. Are, are you being productive? Is, is your life, you know, are you making a good living? You got a good house? sending off kids to college are you generative are you fruitful in your in your life and if not you know, are you stagnant not going anywhere things aren't working out the way you thought they would behind on the bills you know and he said if you come away from that stage well developed you have care for the world you know, you've taken care of your world you feel you know, like you got your hands on, on things, you got to hold on things. And now you can turn outward and care about what's going on in the world and the neighborhood and friends around you. And the final stage, age 65 and older, interesting, Social Security starts around that time. Mm -hmm. Retirement. Um, he said, as a, a, at this stage, we have the conflict of integrity versus despair. That late in the game. And he says it's at this point in time as you're, you know, kids are growing, you're dealing with grandkids, you're no longer working for a living. You know, most people, you know, are retiring and, and now they're sitting down and, and they begin to reflect back on their life. And did I do it right? Did I do it well? Did I live a good life? And and there's a lot of, you know. Did I live with integrity? Rearward reflection mm, and mm -hmm. if i've you know had a good life if i've raised my children well if i've been a semi-good husband if i've you know done for my fellow man what is what should be done mm -hmm. you know, that i live a good life and then i can have 
you know, kind of the sense of integrity, I, I come away from this stage with wisdom. Mm. Hmm. And, and so this is kind of Ericksonian psychology. I'm just giving you a thumbnail sketch of the, the broad overview of it. And, mm -hmm. you know, Ericksonian psychologists kind of look at people in these terms. So if you, uh, if I sense hopelessness in you, then that kind of guides me to work on trust issues with you. Because once we can, because uh, it's hard to go forward in these stages very well if you're screwed up at a lower stage. Hmm. So if you, you know, don't have uh, a lot of hope about the world, if you're fearful of the world, if you know, everybody's out to get you, uh, Erickson would say there was a, you know, a, a, a failed, you know, uh, kind of conflict uh, resolution in that zero to eighteen, and it left you feeling you know, hopeless. And if you're hopeless, it's hard to be independent. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You don't have hope and you're not independent. It's hard to develop self-confidence and purpose <laughs> in this world. And what, what kind of struck me was that this is a very, it's a, you know, interesting and, um, you know, apropos model and it's a good way to kind of, kind of categorize things and look at it. But how does spirituality fit into all of that? I think it's a really easy connection. I don't see it. I really see it. I don't think you can separate them. I think that from the the beginning, I think the most basic way to, for me anyway, to put it is that if you've got the foundation from the beginning of spirituality, of, you know, having faith that, to build to build off of that is how you go from one transition to the next from this age that so it's a it's a foundation of of and this is this is why when we dedicate children we dedicate them and the real uh, onus is on the parents to guide them from the beginning from the start through uh, a spiritual journey that is absolutely connected to uh, the experience that they're going to have with the world. Because being transformed, it's so much more challenging to, to transform later in life. Uh, and, and if we're transforming our minds, the, the whole idea behind that scripture was so that we could then test and approve the will of God. So that we can connect with the will of God. Well, if we and I, Mike's as a pastor... It. As, I, as a pastor, I believe that we have an identity crisis going on in our world. And the number one reason that we have this is because we've gotten away from really fully, not just embracing, but fully surrendering to the reality that we were created by God. And that our identity is first and foremost in him as children of God. And so if we have that as a foundation, then through that first season of life, I think about Coco this whole entire time I was thinking about Coco and I was thinking about how she, she's, she's being um, gifted with parents right now who I mean, I'm not going to say that Savannah and Jimmy are the best Christians that you, they're not. 
I'm not either. We're all challenged with, you know, it's a continual transformation of our lives. But what they are, they're great parents. They're great parents. They're loving parents. They, they're believers. Uh, and they are completely uh, helping her to, to know how loved she is and that she was created by God. We have a, a, a children's Bible that, that she gets to go through and read. And, and it's just, but that connection, we're created by God. That's where, our, that's where we come from. And then we go on this journey into the world that is constantly battling. Like we're, we're having to swim upstream against the uh, so many uh, ways of the world in order to, and I'm not a separatist. I'm not saying that we need to separate from the world. I'm saying we need to be, if we're going to be, the whole idea of in the world and not of the world, I think that too many Christians fail to be in the world because they don't want to be of the world. We were never called to not be in the world. This is our mission. And so the whole idea behind the spiritual journey and the worldly journey is is one that, that if we start out again with the understanding that we came from God and ultimately the journey leads us back to him, then I think that's how we can embrace our identity. That's who we are. That's why we're here. That's what we're doing. We're on a we're on a faith journey that's going to ultimately lead, lead us to an eternity back with him. And so it took me too long to to come to that understanding, to have that experience that opened my eyes to that. Uh, and I still struggle daily with that journey, with that battle, because it is, it's a battle. That's why Paul said, you got to be renewed with the transforming of your mind. Know who you are. Know whose you are. Know why you're here. Learn this by changing how you think, which changes how you... Jesus never asked us to change the way we behave. He just asked us to change the way we think. And so, just a couple of thoughts. Man, a lit a fire. <laughs> well, I don't know how clear I was. No, you. And that's why you're 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 getting it. You're you're the, the light bulb's coming on. It's flickering. You, there's a difference between worldly thinking, worldly living, and spiritual thinking and spiritual living. Mm-hmm. This Ericksonian model is a reflection of worldly thinking, and it's it's a passive model. It's kind of like uh, if I, and, and it's, you know, generalized, it's all encompassing. It, you know, doesn't really account for the outliers in all of this. Is generally speaking, we all go through these stages, what Erickson's saying. Yeah. As he observed people in his practice and in the work that he did, this is kind of what he began to see falling out, how they kind of got to these different places in their life. And so he categorized it in this model and then, you know, wrote a book and became famous and <laughs> yeah, I remember going through this in in uh, one of my psych classes at well, K State. It's to me because I'm a redneck. You got to put it in language I understand. Mm-hmm. If I went and stood in Walmart and watched people shopping, mm-hmm. and after I watched a couple thousand people shopping, I then sat down and wrote a paper about the shopping experience and how people shop and generally they walk in the door generally they get a cart generally they turn to the left and you know i would have this general overview about how the shopping experience goes but in my mind and and you'll identify with this in a second there's two different shopping experiences there's shopping 
where you walk in, you kind of stretch out and you're like, okay, let's see what's going on in here today. Yep. And you just kind of walk around and look at things and, oh, I've never seen this before. Yeah. And then there's my kind of shopping, or maybe even your kind of shopping, right? Get in and out. Yeah. Before I walk in the store, I know exactly what I want, exactly where it is. I make a beeline straight for it, grab mm-hmm. it, walk back out the store. Mm-hmm. That's purpose-driven shopping. Yeah. <laughs> I have a purpose. I have a goal. So I don't meander through all of the aisles, noticing things, getting distracted by bright, shiny objects. I go straight to the Cocoa Puffs, grab them, <laughs> head back to the counter, head out. That's spiritual living. Mm-hmm. When, when you transform by the renewing of your mind, why? So that you may know and test. Because there's always three or four voices in your head at any given time. Sure. Um, but so that you may know God's perfect will for you. Yep. So that's your purpose in this life. Once you start looking for what is my purpose here, you start, a, a roadmap starts to fall out. Everything you do starts to kind of hover around, am I fulfilling his will for me or am I not fulfilling his will for me? Mm-hmm. This is kind of like going shopping. Do, am I getting distracted by the bright, shiny objects or am I getting the cocoa pebbles and getting out? Now, most people, me, up until six, seven years ago, most people live our life that way. We just kind of step out into life. Well, what do I want? You know, well, I'm interested in poly science or computer programming. So let's go to school on that. And as I, I just kind of meander through life and, um, you know, meet people, learn things and kind of go up and down the aisles. Oh, look at that. That's fun. I'll, I think I'll try that for a while. Most of us live our life that way. So it would make sense that after living a life, we would then stop and look back and say, well, did I live a good life? Well, what about the idea at the beginning, mm-hmm. <laughs> at any point along this meandering, you know, Walmart shopping experience, if you went, okay, you know what? I'm going to get the cocoa bubbles. I'm going to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? I've been living a meandering life. Ah, I want the next 20 years, the next 40 years, the next 60 years to be purpose filled. Yep. You don't have to go through all of these stages. Mm-mm. Because all of this is packaged in a bundle and handed to you already. Your new identity contains hope and will and purpose and competency. Some of the most worldly incompetent people (laughs) are the most influential in the Bible. Absolutely. You know, Moses was a stutterer, mm-hmm. but, you know, David, a murderer, Paul, a murderer. Yep. They were highly incompetent and dysfunctional in their lives, but they served. So the competency isn't, do I do things well in the world? The competency is, I do I fulfill my will for him? And I can be satisfied with what I'm doing because I feel like this is his calling for me. And so what? I don't make a million dollars. I feel fulfilled. I feel wise. I feel a sense of fulfillment. I feel love. I feel fidelity. Just the moment I make that shift, 
the moment I change how I think, the moment I start thinking, what what is his will for my life? Mm-hmm. I'd like to know that. Yeah. And I start that conversation, all of this, the past fades away. It just fades out into the rearview mirror. What happened 12 years ago? I, I really don't care anymore. Yeah. Because I have a purpose. Now, maybe, just maybe, hopefully, that stuff I went through in the past becomes useful for what I'm doing now. But if it's not, then it just it, it just falls off of me. The old is washed away. Mm-hmm. Zach Williams, you know, his story was, you know, budding rock star, you know, living the rock star life, drinking, drugging, doing all of that stuff. And, you know, he tells his story, he cries every time I hear him see it. It just, it's just amazing to hear him tell his, his, his transformational story. But he, I can't do that anymore. And he went home crying and talked to his wife and they made the switch. And he, you know, gave up the rock star life, gave up the rock band and began to write songs uh, and, and for the Christian community. And of course, he's a big star in the Christian community now, but he is so humble and he is so filled with purpose doing what he does now he's taking those skills and attributes and lessons that he learned as a rock star but he's bringing them to a different community and now reaching millions of people you know to fulfill what were you talking about the other day you know inviting people to church and stuff like that um i forget what you said now (laughs) I was I sitting there. I was I listening. And I was thinking about eighteen things, but well. So what I what I keep thinking about is your analogy of of how going to Walmart is is the same as like going out into the world. Yeah. The Walmart's goal when you come walking in there, which it blows me away that that they still do this whole drive up and get your grocery stuff. I just don't think they can go away from it. <laughs> but their goal when you walk into Walmart is not that you come in and get exactly what you came in for. No. It's to get everything else that you didn't go in for and so their whole idea is to distract you into shopping more than you need to shop of course and so that's what the world does the world is all filled with distractions and we're the ones that allow the distractions in we actually control that yeah and so when we understand our purpose we understand why we're here we understand where we're headed it is so much easier to focus on that, especially when we really embrace and understand the, the power that we have to have our minds transformed by renewing the way we think. And it allows us to, to let more of God in because it gets rid of so much of our just, we, we are surrendered to something. We're either surrendered to him or surrendered to the distractions. We're surrendered to, to God or we're surrendered to the world. And man, what a powerful and amazing way to live when we're... And this is coming from me, someone who's been preaching the gospel for more than a few years. 15, 16, 17 years. And I'm, I'm getting revelation right. that's coming to me. Which is why I always tell people, listen, this is not about an immediate transformation. It's a, it's a lifelong series of conversions that just continues to allow you to be closer to God. Sure. And how amazing is it to think that every single day you can wake up and get closer to God? 
closer than you you may feel super close but man you can get even closer <laughs> it's amazing and for me while I'm on, while I'm preaching as I stand here right now it's all about Jesus for me because that's God sure. Jesus came here incarnate God in the flesh and so the closer I get to Jesus the closer I get to God it's this it's super simple and it's so cliche but it's the whole WWJD. What would Jesus do? If I live yeah. every day with my decisions being what would Jesus do? That gets me closer to God. And that's where I find transformation. So, boom. That's no, you're, you know, what would, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, if you ain't read the book, you don't know. Right. <laughs> so, yep. Somebody's struggling with something, you know, who's my neighbor? Mm-hmm. There's a story about that. Yeah, you know, family member you know, blows everything off and then comes back humbly and asks for you know, to return to the fold. Well, what would Jesus do? Well, there's a story about that too. Mm-hmm. So, so the the simple, you know, this one commandment I leave you, you know, love others as I have loved you. Yep. How do you do that? How how do I do that? And we 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 push the Bible away. And we look up into the air and say, how do I do that? When the correct move would be to pull in closer. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I do that? And look further in and read and get to know. Yeah, the Gospels. And I, as you continue to talk today about wisdom, um, now just Proverbs, man, if we spent time focused on the gospels and on the proverbs you talk about freedom talk about a a gift of wisdom we don't have to wait until we're you know retired old and retired to to reflect on wisdom we can reflect on wisdom every day we can gain a little bit of wisdom godly wisdom how to not live like a fool man i would i would love to uh be able to say here we go (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. I catch myself going, starting to go negative. I'm just not going to do it. Right. I'm so thankful for where I'm at and so excited about where we're headed. And uh, so, mm, yeah, no, that's good. Well, just to let the listening audience know, this is what happens every time we get together. And we are now actually running late. I'm looking at the clock. I got somewhere to be in 10 minutes. Mm. <laughs> so this is a hard break. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we would stand here for another two hours talking about this stuff. So we are going to wrap up, and hopefully, you guys uh, got something out of today and or wanted to tune back in next Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday is when the podcast drops. We record it on Tuesday. Yep. So Wednesday at five o'clock, the podcast drops. Sunday noon, the video drops. Uh, so be sure to check out any of the new episodes. Mm-hmm. Make sure you like and follow. If you're this far into the podcast or the video, go ahead and click the like button and share this with other people. Uh, click the follow button. Uh, that way you're constantly reminded when a new episode comes out. We don't email you. We don't spam you. I don't have that technology or time or patience. Me so. neither. <laughs> but we can. The personal invite is is oh yeah a big deal too. Someone here's a here's a challenge for each one of us this week. Personally invite someone 
to the podcast. Share with them the link, either on your phone or however you want to do it. But share with them. Just tell them about just these guys you know. And let's see if we can go help somebody this week. I am Lance. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys, you know. We will catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>